If you would like to improve your public speaking, then join us on the first and third Saturday of the month at 12 noon for Conversations with Dundalk Toastmasters. Listen in to our members as they take on the roles of Topics Master, Word Master, Poem Master and discuss a famous speech. For more information, visit our website dundalktoastmasters.com or come along to one of our meetings on the first and third Monday in the Fairways Hotel at 8pm. Everyone is welcome. Hello and welcome to Dundalk Toastmasters radio show in association with Dundalk FM 100 Community Radio. My name is Brendan Riley, and today I am joined by fellow guests Colleen, John and Mark. You're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brendan. Thank you very much, Brendan. Just to give you a brief outline about Dundalk Toastmasters, the club was formed in 2005 and it meets on the first and third Monday of the month in the Fairways Hotel at 7.45pm and you guests are very very welcome and the objectives of Toastmasters really is to help people develop their communication, leadership and organisational skills and just to give you an example I joined Toastmasters because I was performing my duty as best man at a wedding and that was my introduction so over to our guests Colleen you might tell us how long you have been a member of Toastmasters. I've been a member of Toastmasters since 2005. I joined and I'm considered a charter member, that is a member of the first group of people that joined. I have got great experience, made many new friends, both national and international, not to mention locally, and I've also joined other clubs in the area I visited Drogheda I am a member of Lagan Valley at present and I will also be joining Yuri Toastmasters very shortly John, your experience of Toastmasters Brendan, yes I joined uh, Toastmasters in 2005 as well uh, with Colleen and I'd be a founder member of uh, Dundalk Toastmasters Club uh, I've found it great help in so far as I was Reluctant to say anything, uh, if I was at a meeting or if I was at a uh, at a conference, uh, I would not stand up and ask a question even. Uh, so when I came along to Toastmasters, the thing I found about it was that I could work at my own pace. No one pushed me along. It was what I wanted to do. And in fact, I was there for about six or eight months and I didn't even say anything. And I am now doing my speeches and uh, enjoying it immensely and like Colleen I've met lots of good friends and made good friends and here speaking today on the radio and in when I first joined there's no way out of even come down to the radio studio let alone sit here on the chair and and speak. Mark how did you get involved in Toastmasters? Well, Brendan, uh, I got involved in Toastmasters by being invited by a friend who also attends uh, the Toastmaster uh, meetings. And I've been in involved with Toastmasters just for the last eight uh, or nine weeks or so. And in that eight or nine weeks, um, I made my first uh, icebreaker speech, which is what new members do. They come in and they talk about a topic very familiar to themselves to kind of break the ice with the other members and get them going on, on, on starting on their, their journey of speaking, if you like, in, in public. And it's a great social um, 
gathering for me as well to, to you know you learn so much from listening to some of what the other speakers say and it kind of it broadens your horizons a wee bit so I find Toastmasters fantastic so I, I was lucky enough to be invited by a friend and uh, I would definitely uh, you know give it a, a very good recommendation for anyone else considering coming along to develop their speaking skills and so on so that's my involvement anyway that's good and look at new members are, or guests are very welcome to come to any meeting uh, so they are we have a broad range of subjects to, and topics to discuss with you today but before we get the show underway for our listeners you can text text the show at 087 09 and please forward your text messages so to get the show underway we're going to take our first piece of music and the artist is Blondie and the song title is Heart of Glass resolutions it's very topical at the moment this transformation program on RTE on the John Murray show and people are trying to get fit after the new year and Colleen you mentioned that you have a few hobbies and you were talking about the walk earlier to us you might tell a little bit more yes I I think that the walk is actually on at Round Dargles Hill at the moment and it's taking place it's a 4k walk for operation transformation now i do go for a walk every day with my sister but i wouldn't be going for 4k that i know of and i've never measured it so i didn't take part in that and when i heard i was on the radio station i said oh good i can't possibly put myself forward i'm not really a sporty person however i do a lot of hobbies and most of mine are indoors toastmasters of course would take me out but not in an energetic way my main hobby would be painting i also i run an art group which i where we meet on a friday and we've been doing that now this is our 21st year and then at home i make cards but only if i don't sell my cards i would sell paintings but i don't sell my cards so i do that i also knit i embroider and i would find uh, that reading gives you a relaxation I do crossword puzzles sudokus there's a huge variety but I think what you have to do with your hobby is suit your temperament but also to make that effort because it does take an effort you have to be disciplined and say well if you want a hobby whether it's playing a musical instrument that you must practice you you won't get it by just doing it once every so often you have to keep it going and keep it so my paints don't go away my craft work doesn't go away it's always sitting so if i'm watching the television the embroidery can come out or i'll paint so all of that happens that's right colin because there's a statistic there that of new year resolutions there's a top 10 where people decide that they must travel they must get fit they must go and visit family and friends and maybe they would join a gym and there's a statistic there to say that approximately 70 percent of people who join a gym and pay the membership for one year will actually fall off after about four months and and go yes. away from it altogether john what topics or hobbies uh, interest you I was just listening uh, to Colleen and she was talking about taking up uh, hobbies uh, and yourself Brendan you were saying a lot of people fall away and yes they do and we find that sometimes in Toastmasters people come along they stay for a couple of meetings and then they go away and I often wonder why do people take up something 
be very enthusiastic about it and drop away. And uh, I wonder, is it that maybe we don't have someone there to to take you in and make sure that you understand uh, the particular hobby that you're doing, whether it be Toastmasters, whether it be painting, or whether it be going to night classes, which a lot of people go to and then drop away. But uh, for this year, for my New Year's resolution, I decided that I'm going to shop locally. And it's something that is very important, and I think a lot of people uh, don't think about it. They go out and they, they buy what they perceive to be the cheapest, and it's not always the cheapest. And you've only got to look around our town, this town of Dundalk, and other towns around the country, and see the lot of businesses that have closed down because they're not getting the support from the local community. And I think that we all uh, should try and maybe spend some money locally with the local shops. Because I was listening to the ads here on Dundalk FM, and they're all local people who are advertising. The local TV store, the local supermarket, the local hairdressers, local people trying to run a business in this town. And I think we should try and my New Year's resolution this year is to try and support, where I can, the people in my local community. Mark, your New Year's resolutions, you look a very fit and energetic young man there, so I presume you're an outdoor person. Very much so, Brendan, and um, you know, thanks for saying I'm a very young and <laughs> fit-looking man, but uh, I, my wife would disagree totally with you on that. But uh, yeah, one of, one of my New Year's resolutions, I, I used to do uh, quite a lot of cycling in, in my youth, um, and I realised last year, I, I cycled from Mizzen to Mallon, but I realised last year it was actually 20 years since I'd done it, you know, on a June bank holiday. And I said, where did the years go? And it was one of my passions in life. You know, I've cycled up Alpe d'Huez, I've cycled, as I say, Mizzen to Mallon, I've done seven or eight maracycles, and really enjoy cycling and the social aspect to it and over the last I suppose 10 years I, I, I now be about 17 stone believe it or not and that's very hard to push uh, on a bike up up a mountain so one of my New Year's resolutions this year is to kind of get myself back fit again get out on the bike again and it's a fantastic way to see the countryside it's a fantastic hobby to have and it keeps you fit keeps you healthy and that's one of my New Year's resolutions and I suppose it also just to pick up on John's point there I also you know I used to have a, a little business here in, in Dundalk with myself which manufactured products and we got great support off the local retailers and the local people supporting uh, our business and I would really encourage everybody to get out there and support their local businesses it's so important for jobs for all of us in our local community to support each other and uh, so that would be my two, year, two New Year's resolutions Brendan. John <coughs> you mentioned there about the small businesses and supporting local and this year we've seen a primary example of that in at the Christmas market time when the major supermarkets had a promotion with vegetables, with the traditional vegetable for Christmas, broccoli. And there are a number of Irish producers who specialise in that market. But the power of the buyer, the power of the supermarkets, they had a special offer and th it was a race to the bottom where the multinational supermarkets were trying to compete against each other to see who could provide the cheapest Brussels sprouts and I think it ended up very close to under 10 cents. Okay. On the other hand, in the UK the same multinationals had the same price offer but it was for one pound sterling which equated to about one euro 20 cents for the same product. So it, it is very difficult to fight against. How do you think, John, we can combat that? And then also the um, phenomenon of internet shopping, where people will shop on the internet and possibly 
our government and lose out on revenue from that. What's your views on that, John? I, I think the, the government are definitely losing out. Um, they're not getting the VAT. And the uh, internet shopping is here. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. People are going to shop more and more. Uh, companies are are pushing their customers to sh- shop on the internet. I have a daughter who lives in France and she does most of her shopping on the internet, uh, which is very sad, but that's a fact of life. Uh, but I think that, as I come back to where possible, uh, and, you know, sure, shop on the internet if it, if it comes in the cheapest to you, but you've got to think of... Uh, the local guy, he may not be there in 10 years' time, and now all of a sudden you've got these big guys who are controlling the market, and yes, they will give the vegetables away cheap, cheaper, they will sell at below cost selling, and it, there's nothing in the law that says you can't sell at below cost, which I think is wrong. Uh, they will pick a particular product, they put it out there, and they will sell it at below cost. And this, they'll keep on selling at a below cost until they close you down, Brendan, or they close me down, and uh, then the price will go up and then we'll find what we pay for our product in fairness that's not it's not a new phenomenon because i was always brought up to and and taught by my mother that there was a, a lost leader in any of the shops so it's not actually new to have the idea of a product below cost or at very good value however what we do have to remember is that we have to think of jobs not only the product that's been grown and that employs Irish people as well, but we also have to think of the products and sellers in the shop, the workers in the shop. It's very important that we protect their jobs as well. And if it's a case that we close down businesses, we can lose the jobs and those people leave the town and our town will shrink in size because they have to move to get employment. That, that, that's a very good point, Colleen, and studies would show in, in the UK, and not picking on any retailer in particular, I'm not pro or anti any of them, but uh, you know, for every Tesco extra store that's opened, which might create 200 jobs, 300 are lost to the local um, business community around it because they kind of hoover up all of the, the florist and the baker and you know all the, the candlestick maker, so to speak, and the butcher and so on. So wh- while it's good for the 200 people who get the jobs and you know, to the consumer, they may perceive that they're getting better value in terms of lower cost produce or whatever but the wider impact to the economic um, you know structure of the society and the town that they're living in can be you know people mightn't fully appreciate that at the time so it is always important I suppose when you're shopping to shop local keep your eyes open and just be aware of some of the things that are going on around you and just look at the bigger picture so I think that's a point well made Colin yeah I agree with you one of the other points, uh, Brendan, on that uh, shop local, and th- this has happened to me, where I've bought a product and found it was faulty, and it was easy to bring it back to the local guy who uh, looked after me. And there was no problem. If you buy on the internet, you've got to send that product back to a company in France or Germany or England or America or wherever it came from, and they may not replace it for you. So, And, and there's very little you can do. Uh, whereas if you buy it locally you can go into the local guy you can sit down with him and say well I bought this here's my receipt and nine times out of ten he'll look after you yeah and and that transpires comes from the sale of goods act I think 2000 but you can appreciate if you're buying products from China or from Asia or whatever part of the world is that they may not recognise it as you say John and it's quite interesting to note that Ryanair have launched 
a new advertising campaign on TV, which is really a new chapter for them. And they would have always have the mantra of trying to create jobs and, and local jobs, whether it be to sustain them in Shannon or Cork or at regional airports, as well as the major Dublin airport. But it seems to be a whole new focus on, on Ryanair. Do you think this is going to work for them, Mark? I, I think so, Brendan, because the shareholders at the last AGM um, tore strips off Michael O'Leary for the poor quality of customer service. And people were complaining about, you know, they, they were being very tight. Uh, you know, you come along with your bag and it's uh, just marginally outsized and you're, you're paying a fortune uh, in extras. You know, so while the initial seat may have looked cheap, by the time, you know, you're finished, uh, you, you could end up paying a lot more money. Now, on the other hand, you could say, well, look, if you know what the rules are, play by the rules and be put up with it. You know exactly what you're getting. But I think the, the uh, new um, innovations they have, uh, or the new ideas they're coming up with for 2014, I mean, they're launching a, a, an advertising campaign on uh, TV3. Michael O'Leary is fairly friendly in it. They're, they're going to give free second carry-on bags from February. They're going to give seat allocations from February. Um, you know, from April they'll have a new website. I think from June they're going to you're going to be able to check in with your mobile. So I'm, I'm not advocating Ryanair now. I'm not a salesperson for Ryanair or anything. But what I would say is that there's certainly a convergence between the low-cost carriers and the mainstream carriers. So they're kind of homogenizing effectively. You're not going to be able to tell the difference between Aer Lingus and Ryanair in, in, in a very short period of time. So I think it will work for them. I mean, they are Europe's largest airline they're a fantastic uh, business based here in Ireland and you know they've uh, tremendous new fleet and everything so I, I think and you know thank God for them because they've opened up European travel to us all which you know was the preserve of the elite and, and the wealthy and the business traveller up till 20 years ago so I, I think more power to them I think it's great and I think this will remove the cattle mart kind of cattle crush type experience that we've all had lining up in the airport trying to get scramble for seats so I, I think it's a good, a good development for Ryanair and I, I think it's what to be welcomed. And yet, despite a lot of people giving out and complaining about Ryanair, over 70 million people fly with them, so they must do something. Correct, right. absolutely. Yeah. At this stage, we'll, we'll take our second piece of music, and it is by the Irish artist Belfast born Duke Special. And the title is this Portrait. This is Conversations with Dundalk Toastmasters. We meet every first and third Monday in the Fairways Hotel at 8pm. Everyone is welcome.